I wanted to ask you, dude, because yeah. I remember this a long time ago. All right. And I'm not calling you out on it. Oh. Because it's much respect. Okay. You skated Hubba Hideout back in the day. Yeah. That ledge was like up to our necks, basically, yeah. when we skated it. Yeah. I know slid it. I cook, crooked grinded it. I did a bunch of shit down the stairs, but it was hard. I seen a picture of you. Was it a Sonic ad? Sonic you front ad. side no slid Hubba Hideout? Yep. And I went back. Where's the, the footage? Do you have footage of it? Uh, one of the San Jose dudes yeah. has the footage. Really? Doesn't that suck when that because, happens? You get the footage and, and you're like, and where is it? How do I get it? Because so one of the San Jose, oh, we, I went up with the group of guys. I think it was, dude, I'm not even joking. Uh, Tim, um, what's his name? Tim Brosh? Tim Brosh. Damn. Jason Adams. Uh, I think it was even Louie. Like we all Louis went, Barletta. Yeah, Louis yeah. Barletta. We all went up to uh, San Francisco. Was that on your room. mind? Like, I'm, I'm going to no. nose, frontside nose nope, slide it. Not at all. We were just skating around. We showed up to Hubba, and everybody was doing things, and I just freaking went for it. And the, and landed, rolled away, and they were like... Wait, you did it first try? It might have been first or second try, dude, and they were tripping. Wow. So then I called Lance so you, okay. Delgart and said, hey, uh, I want a Sonic ad. And I'm on a front side, no side hub. And he's like, let's go. And we drove up and we got the photo. Damn, dude. Yeah. That's gnarly, man. I I, yeah. I never thought of like trying that. And like, I I loved front, front side, no yeah, side. Was I my love trick. it too. It but feels, that feels good. That ledge was just so damn high. And I remember getting high one time <laughs> and going to skate hubba and slamming so hard. Oh, like I went damn. to no slide and my foot, my front foot slid off. So it uh, slid on the top and I just kind of buckled my legs and yeah just, it was just all upper body like slamming right right on that fucking um the brick bricks. top the bricks yeah, the bricks dirty dirty crack infested <laughs> bricks you hit you hit it like a v yeah you didn't really hit your was, nuts because it's so like you know yeah but then you're just mangled i was like it. maybe skating hubba hideout high is not the way to go uh yeah yeah but, but um, yeah yeah i uh that's dope dude yeah. But much and respect I saw for that because I never did that. I saw your old, you just posted a photo of you kickflip, your first kickflip downstairs or something. And I was like, oh, I should do my, and it was a Sonic ad also when I first kickflipped the four gap four. And I had a Sonic Oh, no, no, ad. that was a 360 flip. And oh, the same thing happened to me. There was no one to film it. Uh, but I fucking landed that shit. Oh, I got the film. My, oh, really? my kickflip down the four gap four is in the intro. No, to no, the, it's on Toy Machine. Toy, Toy Machine, Machine, welcome video. to hell. Yeah, yeah, you know what's funny is I used to guys, I used to people used to walk up to me and be like, "Dude, sick kickflip and welcome to hell." <laughs> I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, just like oh, I heard you got this lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's get to our guest, dude. I think we should. Today's um, gonna be a good. So you're one. you're an animal lover. You have I two two cats, animals. right? Three cats. Yeah. Sphinx. Yeah. I have 11 animals. I have seven <laughs> cats and four dogs, dude. I think you're more of an animal lover. Yeah, where it's definitely me. a zoo at yeah. my house. No, no. I but get it. That is nothing compared to today's guest. Today's guest. She's and what amazing. She's amazing what she's doing for the community with her rescue. Um, I two of my three of my animals are from her. My my pit bull, my pit bull Elvis, and then my two cats. Oh no way! Are, are from her. Like she's 
and we love them, you know, like, but I, I want to, I want to bring her on. Awesome. Um, Cause I'm excited. Bring her on. She's from lost and found dogs, USA, lost and found dogs, USA rescue network. Lost Family. and Found USA Network. Dot com. Dot com. Merging yeah. everything. Her name is Jeanette <laughs> Porto Carrero. Yeah. Let's Jeanette. welcome her on the show. Come on. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hi, Jeanette. Hello. Thank Hello. You. Thank you for so coming nice on. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Sit down. I was hearing you guys, and um, <clears throat> coincidentally, I have a dog that um, knows how to skateboard. Is it a bulldog? It's a pit bull. His name is Jack. Pitbull at skateboards? I'm going to put the mic closer to you because we want to hear everything you say. I'm I'm ready to explode. Absolutely. Cool. Is that good? Yeah. Okay, so first things first. Did did we get your name right? Jeanette Porto Carrero. Porto Carrero. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. And uh, where where are you from? You know, and... Where am I from? Uh, well, I was born in uh, Palo Alto. I okay. was a Stanford Hospital baby okay. in the 60s. Bay, Bay Area. And yeah. uh, uh, six years later, I'm flying to South America, Peru. Uh, yep. I was there for 10 years, went to school, best experience of my life. Grew up on a farm. Did you eat a lot of ceviche? Do you like ceviche? Oh, man, yeah. I cook I ceviche. Fucking I'm, love I'm a great cook. A Peruvian's created ceviche. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love, love ceviche, it. too. Ceviche is one of my faves. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, I love Peruvian food. I still cook it to this day. In fact, you had the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was delicious. Are you Peruvian? Well, my father's Peruvian. Okay. And my mother's from Texas. So if you've ever seen Lucio Ball and Desi Arnaz, that's exactly what they look like. Oh, Uh, no way. That's awesome. And a Peruvian, (laughs) good-looking dude, yes. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, and then you you were up there, and then you moved, did you move to uh, L.A. to pursue the, the acting dream? So when I left South America, I came back to the United States. I went to uh, public school for about a couple of years. That was the most shocking experience of my life because I actually grew up in an old nuns parochial school, communist uh, you know, country at the time, um, marching the streets, not in the sense that you guys you know, right away think about, but just you know, in uniform, you know, <laughs> marching to the... So you're a Catholic school girl. Catholic school, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, so I ended up in Silicon Valley, did two years of public school, and um, everybody was working in, in cubicles and offices with fluorescent lighting, and I said, I'm getting the hell out of here. This is not for me. All my family became very well off uh, because of it, yep. and I was the black sheep of the family with different vision. I was horrible at school, never wanted to go ever back to university. Everybody was preparing to go to college. I'm like, the hell with that. I'm going to Hollywood. Ever since I was a little girl and I went to the movies, I just, you know, you have that burning fire in you. I'm going to do this one what, day. What was the actress that you were like, I want to be like her? Is there an actress It wasn't like that? so much as an actress. It was just more like the people who were in the movie that were doing the movies. That's what I want to do. I just, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I was so enamored, just, that feeling. You felt it. I felt it for it. years. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be in the big screen. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to win an Oscar one day. And, um, and I could have actually, believe it or not, because I'm... You know, if I really took the time to tell you everything that I've been through and everything that I accomplished, I don't stop until it gets done. But let's start before that. When you first came to Hollywood. Yes. So I was telling Poncho, I came to Hollywood on $40. I kid you not. This is the type of person that I am. $40 in my pocket. Yep. Just enough gas to get here. Four dollars in my pocket. Didn't wasn't quite sure if the where I was gonna live was gonna work out, but I had a friend waiting for me who was gonna rent me a room. And with a, a little black card that I wasn't sure was gonna make it across the five. <laughs> 
but I'm like, I'm going. I yeah. don't care what it takes, I'm going. And I was doing makeup at the time. I was a makeup artist. Yeah. I was actually was pretty successful in San Jose. I was doing the newscasters there. I ma managed to get there. I was working for a modeling agency. I did uh, actually makeup there. In fact, Molly Culver, who ended up doing that series with Pamela Anderson, the, the three girls kind of like Charlie's Angels, VIP something. That oh, Pamela yeah, Anderson yeah, did that, yeah. that show. Any yeah. Molly Bob Wire? No, no, no. No, that was the movie. No, no, no. no. VIP, I think it was. Oh, VIP, yeah, 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 yeah but anyway, VIP. so Molly came uh. from the agency that actually that I worked with. But anyway, long story short, I knew how to hustle. And so I'm like, okay, as soon as I land in Hollywood, I'm going to hit every photographer's uh, studio. And I know exactly what to say, what to do. I had my portfolio, and that's sure enough how I started making some money. And in the meantime, I had to figure out how to get into the business in terms of getting an agent. That was my biggest thing. Yeah. So I hit the pavement, and I got my Z card together. Uh, wasn't wasn't a member of the Screen Actors Guild, and it was a big catch twenty two. And probably still is. I don't know, but you can't really do anything without a SAG card or being a SAG member. Yeah, unless you want to do non union, you jobs. have to do something, right? So and that, then that was what, the thing. Yeah, you had to get your foot in the door, right. and right. then once you're in and you do yeah, like a you, speaking you, part, you, you, you get yeah. it. So yeah, so you had to go through this thing, which I don't know what that's all about. But anyway, um, but I knew in the back of my head, I said, I'm going to get in the business, and I'm going to get an agent to being, because I speak Spanish, and I'm going to go through the Latino market, basically. And that's exactly oh. what I did. And, of course, every... You know, every street that I hit and I hit the door of the agency, it's locked. You don't get in. You have to be buzzed in if you don't have an appointment. You know, so you're like, how am I going to have these people see me and just, you know, you didn't, or talk to them? You didn't figure out the old school restaurants to go to and maybe, you know, hide out and meet somebody there? No, no. I did. Okay, this is me. If I can't get in the front door, yeah. I'm going to look for a side door. If there's okay. a not side. So I went to the back door one time. And I went to the back door and, and these, you know, old steps with carpet on it. And it said Alvarado Agency. So, And I saw a lady in the distance uh, working in the office. So it was really quiet. And I'm, knock, knock, knock. Hi. <laughs> and that's what it all started. And she's like, how can I help you? Uh, my, I just want to drop off my blah, 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 blah. And so she looked at me. She asked me a few questions. I lied about a few things. Of course, and, as we uh, all do. Yeah. yeah, no, but actually, I had done a few things in, in San Jose. I did yeah. like um, uh, industrials, and I did a couple of uh, local TV commercials for like car dealership. You know, like a Tom Ford car coming in. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was the girl with that's, the car. That's a talking bit. You couldn't put that on your reel. Yeah. So yeah. so anyway, long story short, um, it's so crazy how this happened. Uh, I just. Uh, she sent me for a couple of commercials. Okay. And then uh, I told her I was a member of the Screen Actors Guild. And oh, so, you said that. So I, yeah, I was like, whatever. I just have to, because otherwise I'm never <laughs> going to get to work. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm really not a liar. I normally don't say it, but you know what? I just, I had to just That's figure. That's called hustling. I had to figure this out. So uh, one time she sent me for a Bank of America commercial in Spanish. And this is, this is the, the interesting part. This is what I guess sometimes you have to do. And, and um, I was working at the time at the Roosevelt Hotel, overnight shift. I said, there's no way in the world that I'm going to be able to do auditions if I'm working a normal job. I came here to, to do yeah, this, and I'm not. Does. So I said, I'm going to work the graveyard. So if I have a, an audition, I'm just going to get my ass up, and I'm going to go. I kid you not, I was on a bicycle at the time. Um, luckily, I, I lived off of Whitley Heights, and Roosevelt Hotel wasn't too far. I got off the, 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 the shift, 
And my freaking call was at 11 o'clock. I just got off at 8 o'clock. So I'm, I'm going to go close my eyes for a few minutes. And I hope I'm not getting too long-winded. But anyway. No. Talk all you want. Try to stay up all night. Sleep for a couple hours. And then try to put your makeup on. They wanted a woman that looked like Leave it to Beaver with the dress, the 50s. Because all she's going to do is like lift this baby up. She has a newborn baby. Da-da-da-da-da. So I pack my clothes in my backpack. I ride the bicycle to the casting spot. I go in the bathroom and I change. I had my makeup on. And I walk in the room and there's a sea of girls. I'm like, oh, dear God. That's how it was. Yeah. Dude, there's a girl's yeah. touch, 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 just talking and talking. I'm just like, oh, God. Wait, okay. so you went to the casting call. Yeah. You didn't get the job yet. She didn't go, I got a, a mm -hmm. Bank no, of America. No, I had to no. go casting call. Yeah. I had to oh, go to casting, casting calls. Yeah, you know what's funny? Worst. Like, yeah. But you I, know. I've gone to auditions like that where I, <laughs> it's like a commercial audition. I'll, and I'll show, this was years ago, and I'll show up to it. It's like for a Christmas commercial. And every dwarf <laughs> in, in, fucking, in L.A. is at this audition dressed like an elf. <laughs> I'm like, where did you even get that costume, dude? I'm like, just dressed normal. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm definitely not I, gonna get the gig, dude. I don't to, look I've the been part, to a dude. Couple too, and, and you're, and you're just like, what? Like, they, did they tell you to dress like this? Like, no, what's going on? I think some people just got into the part. That, that, that's that's a hustling. That's hustling no, it right is. there. Like. But I remember showing up, and it would be after I've done Jackass and stuff, and you could tell the look, like, oh, I would just get angry eyes looking at yeah, me. Yeah, because, you know why? I'll tell you why. Because we're like, oh, we're not getting the part, because there, Jackass there over here is, is going to get the there part. Yeah. They're going to yeah. give it to this guy. Yeah. 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 That would happen all the and, time. Um, it's funny you said that. I was just going to mention that. It was actually the best experience of my life. Other than the Bank of America, where all these girls were in there, I was in auditions with, with girls that I couldn't believe were auditioning. Kathy Ireland, remember Kathy Ireland? Yeah. She was so popular in magazine, and she yeah. was auditioning. Model. Uh, Beverly Ooh, Johnson. Yeah. Beverly Johnson. Is that the swimsuit mo yeah. model? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I, she was Kathy, like, I definitely took that mag in the bathroom a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Let me call Emily right now. <laughs> oh, well, you got her phone number? Yeah, my, my wife she's works become, with her. She's become my bestie. Yeah. And and we have a long journey. I'm, I'm not going to get into that, but okay. uh, we we get a long journey of a relationship with Emily that we're going to be you know you know going into pretty soon. It's called rescue. But anyway, let's let's, let's <laughs> no Emily's. Oh my God, she's such a godsend. Really, she's so a wonderful. So from girl. from the auditions and stuff, I also read that you're a black belt in jujitsu. Yes. Did that wait, happen? Wait, wait, with, wait, okay. wait. Let's get. So we don't cut off the story. The Screen Actors Guild? Uh, no, I want, yeah. Let's get okay. the Bank of America. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to finish. Been, I got to finish. Yeah, I, I want to hear the rest of this. So. So you're at the cast. Oh, so was my, and so I, I don't, I don't think the Bank of America was a SAG uh, project, to be honest but, with you. But you still, it, would, it felt. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, uh, uh, so anyway, out of all the girls, I get a, a call from the agent that they want to see you again. What? Nice. Call back. What? Yeah. So I went again, and I think again, and then I got the part. Yeah, it usually takes three times. And uh, so, and then I, I kept getting callbacks. I was doing actually good. I Every time I got callbacks, and I was hoping to get one because it was in, a, in Canada. I'm, oh, great, I'm going to get to travel to Canada. But another girl got it. And All then right. I got stalked by that, by, by that director, but it's how, okay. How many actually... <laughs> commercials casting gigs did you get into did you do it sounds like you've done a few i did a, i did a few and i did voiceovers which i love doing also um 
And then I wanted to break into the film industry. And so yeah. I was actually transitioning into that. And without getting too long-winded or another veer enough from what we're going to do today, um, I got involved in a relationship. And I, I ended up having children, or had a child, and then I had another one. And then that's really, you know, I'm such a on-hands mom that I just, I had to just stay with my children. And there, was, there wasn't that's a place. That's usually kind of what happens, you know. It's yeah, I do, yeah. So there wasn't a place where you could just drop off your child and go do the audition and come back kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm like, how am I going to do this? Take my child to the audition? I've seen ladies at auditions, not at my particular auditions, but when you go to 200 La Brea, where that's casting for every commercial that's going on. Yeah. You'll see women there with their children. They're was, not and, little babies, even, but they're like, shut up. Yeah. Shut I up. Even, mom's, I, mom's going to work. Mom's working, you know? Yeah. Like, I kid you not, I even thought about starting a child care business for actresses to the drop off their kids so they can just go do the audition oh, and come dude. back. Because it was like, what am I going to do? So I was like kind of bummed because I was really doing well. Someone might start it now after hearing this because that's a good action. Well, they, they don't do auditions like that You're talking about 20 no more, years later. That was I mean, self-tapes. Yeah. You're producing your own audition from home. And yeah. Zooms. Yeah, and no, Zoom. you're talking Zoom are 80, the worst. You're talking them. 89, 90, 91. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it was really conflicting. So... Unfortunately, so this is, let me finish because you got to hear this. So okay. unfortunately, um, the the person that I had was with at the time was extremely jealous and extremely religious. And Mona was her name. You can't go do this audition because it's for Budweiser. That's alcohol. You cannot be promoting alcohol. <laughs> and so I went for Budweiser, I think. And that's where I met Beverly Johnson. She was the African, one of the one or two African-American models back in the day. She was doing yep. covers of magazines. And I was doing a commercial with her. It was crazy. We were like doing this beach scene. And she and I were talking about, you know, pretending to talk or having a good time. But anyway, <laughs> so next thing I know, I get a commercial for the uh, California Lotto in Spanish. El Gordo oh. Loto. So, oh my God. All hell broke loose. Oh, you're not doing that commercial. That's for, you know, that's gambling. And this is the guy that you're dating? No, is? no this is a long time ago. This is the, okay. the, the father of my children who's okay. passed and may God, you know, may he rest in peace, whatever. Um, so, I did the audition because I'm like, I can't not do this audition because she's going to drop me if I don't go do this audition. Yeah. You know? And this is what I li this is what I came here for. So I go and do the audition, and you know what? It was really sad because from praying that you get all these 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 jobs, I was praying, please don't let me get this. Don't let me get this gig. Please don't oh, let me get this wow. gig. It, it was awful. It was terrible. Sure enough, she calls me. Um, they want to see you again. I'm like, oh fuck. I'm like, no way. <laughs> because he told me it's either that or I'm leaving. Shut up. Yeah, you A do that. California lottery commercial. Yeah, you do that. If you do that, I'm leaving. I was like, oh my lord. So. Sure enough, uh, she calls me, and then the director wanted me to do that. Long story short, I said, okay, I'm not a member of the Screen Act, and I thought that was my out. And she called the director to explain, and she goes, he is so pissed off right now. It took all this time, and they picked you and callbacks, and now you're telling me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. He goes, he wants you anyway. He's going to pay for your tough Hartley you so you can do the commercial. Shut up. So you that got your, was, your sag. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you something. That moment right there, that was my Oscar winning moment. I kid you not. If I didn't do anything else after that, I, I thought I accomplished what I wanted to. The kids in the building were leaving because they were so pissed off. I'm leaving. This town sucks. And that, they couldn't get a gig to save their life. And here I was it, getting all these gigs and stuff. And, the, and, and the, fighting them. You didn't even want them. <laughs> 
That was so sad. I wanted to be happy, <laughs> celebrate my my. It just always happens to me. It's really weird. But anyway, uh, yeah. So the director Taft Hartley me, and I got into the Screen Actors Guild, and I'm on with uh, honorable withdrawal. And if I want to go back, I can. But yeah. I, you know, my life, you know, started in Palmdale, and I had to go to work to, to take care of my kids and. And uh, then I met this really good-looking guy. His name was Dan. He's also passed. So the last couple of years, he he left us. But um, he introduced me to to jujitsu, and that's oh, how yeah. I got to know about jujitsu. One day he came over with the VHS tapes. He popped it into the because he was telling me about this jujitsu thing he does, and I never heard about it. So I'm looking at it, and all of a sudden I see these two guys in speedos, and they're like all over the place. And I'm like looking at him, like is this guy you know straight or? And he goes, this is called Valetudo, because in Valetudo it's Valetudo. I mean, anything goes. So that's mm-hmm. what's a jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You, you do. So anyway, long story short, he throws me in one day in the class. He puts on this gi that was longer here and long pants. I'm like, I need to do this. I got to see what this is about. And no girls, just some dudes in there. So I get in there and I start wrestling. My hair's cut because I had hair down to here and my hair's getting pulled. And boom, arm bar. And I'm like, okay, let's do it again. You're not going to get my arm bar. Boom. I was getting pissed off. I'm like, how in the world are they getting an arm bar? I'm fighting like hell, right? Yeah. And uh, I was hooked. I was really hooked. So he had been going to the Jean-Jacques Academy in uh, Tarzan, and I believe he's back there again, Jean-Jacques Machado. Uh, coincidentally, uh, John, Ro- what was his name? Jean-Jacques Machado. He John. is cousins of the, uh, the Gracie family. Yeah. And so um, uh, coincidentally, uh, Joe Rogan, Eddie Bravo, all the uh, you know great jiu-jitsu rock stars came out of there. I was really honored to be amongst Joe all Rogan of them. was in there? Yeah, Joe Rogan. I, I wow. always knew Joe was there because I could hear him from the door. I'm like, oh, God, Joe is here again. You, <laughs> never, you never got on the mat with Joe? I did. I sure did. You did? One time he allowed, he allowed me, if you will. No, he didn't say I'll allow you to roll with me, but a lot of guys would deny me rolling with him, and I'm only going to just suspect why, but a lot of guys didn't want to roll with me, and I well, asked Jean-Jacques, why don't they want to roll me? He goes, Jeanette, guys don't want to lose to a girl. Because I would tap guys out. I think it's lose to a girl, but also don't want to, like, force manpower on them. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. Trust me. Those guys, (laughs) they did not want to get tapped out. And they could try anything they want, but they were still getting tapped out. Did you tap Joe out? We still made it. We didn't. We Joe. Joe at that time. He. I was. I think a blue belt or purple belt when I rolled with finally with Joe because Joe wouldn't show up very often. He would because he was busy doing uh, Fear Factor. I believe yeah. at the time. Yeah. And so you know, um, yeah. So I would like, hey Joe, want to roll? Ah, I'll just next time, next time. So one time I finally I said, get you know, let's go. And uh, we still. I don't. He didn't tap me. I didn't tap him. Um, and so yeah. That's how, but uh, Joe was cool. He was always like, hey, Dan, my ex, he goes, come to the show, you know, the comedy store, come to our show. But I think a lot of it, my ex also, he's like, no, you're not going there because I was very good looking back then. I had really long hair, was in top shape. I think he's seen a couple pictures of of me and, um, yeah. And so, so, and I, and I think sometimes some of the guys didn't want to roll with me because of that element, the female, he, he, I wasn't sure if they knew where their mind was going to go with it. So maybe that, that's like, Ooh, that's a booby. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. They're wrestling with three arms. <laughs> this is like the, the, the crotch lock. You're like, you're like, <laughs> no, okay, we're going to keep it clean. Yeah, no. Not um, on this show. No, that's not. I'm going to try. <laughs> okay, so then you, 
That's awesome. So you were doing jujitsu. Yeah. You, so you, what happened was, uh, sorry to interrupt you. Um, I was working graveyard uh, at, and the reason I worked graveyard this time, I was working at the Sofitel Hotel first, and then at the Beverly, uh, the Hotel Bel Air, which was the last hotel I worked at. And the reason I was doing it because I had my two children, and I didn't want to be an absent mother. Yeah. And they went to sleep. They saw me at home, put them down to t- t- bed, gave them their dinner. And when I was getting home, they were just waking up. They never saw me gone. Wow. So I was, I was there, and I did hotel work for twenty five years. I started at the Roosevelt. Then I end up to the St. James, whatever the Argyle, whatever the hotel what, was. What, what was hotel like? Room service? What were you doing? Honey, no, darling. I was a night auditor and then front office manager. Okay. I'm, the last hotel was that was Hotel Bel Air, and I was the overnight manager, and I over, oversaw a lot of this stuff. A lot. The only iconic people go to that hotel, and I saw a whole different world, and I and I saw funny things and very curious things, <laughs> and I saw the real things that were happening. What, what are the real things? I can't. I won't disclose. And you know, I could have. I could have written a book. Come on, 20, you're a low revolution. I you got to disclose. Oh, one thing. I have a real juicy one, but I cannot. I'll tell one you. Story. I'll, I'll tell you. No, just one. We name. We won't say no. names. We just don't use a name. Maybe oh, just okay. describe. Yeah. Describe. Describe maybe a okay. situation. A, a, a movie a or show famous, they're in. Yeah, or a famous. Like, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you a couple because it's really funny. But I don't want to take this time because I really want to talk about rescue. All right. Okay. <laughs> we'll give you. Three minutes to talk about this. Okay. And then we're going straight okay. red. Yeah, okay. we're going straight into okay. the passion. Right. You're so, calling. <laughs> so I saw a lot. Of, and so one of the things that um, back then there was obviously facts. There, I don't know why but this very, very famous, good looking girl uh, came down uh, with this piece of paper. And she goes, um, would you mind faxing this to this number? And she was dating another very famous actor. So I'm standing there waiting for the, you know, the fax machine to start warming up, whatever. And I'm looking. I'm like, oh. Oh, oh! Nude photos. It was a new photo. It was Dick very, pics? very. Was it? it was very. I'm going to do this to you, and I'm going to suck everything out of you, and I'm going to do, 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 do the, very, it, yeah. very descriptive. <laughs> and I'm like, you gave this to me, and I'm like, open. Did you didn't close it, and like, <laughs> it was before sexting. Yeah. She was sexing. She was sexing. 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 She was sending sexes. And and she was and she was was that the thing because she was married or something and she was doing this with she just guy? wanted to say hi she oh, was just wow. keeping in touch and I don't know if the flip phones are back or just beepers were back I don't know but but she just sent this long letter of you know very explicit and uh, God bless her she's she's an amazing uh, woman to this day with a lot of children so. Um, Angelina Jolie. Uh, Who was it? Well, there's a lot of women with a lot of children. Yeah. So I'm okay, not, I'm not, so I'm you're not, not going to... I'm not going to say. So, But let me tell you another one. All right. Be- oh, that was a oh, good one. Oh. All respect to my my fellow actors back in the day. Yeah, no, I, okay. I, I could have actually made a lot of money disclosing in pictures and things that... Yeah, dude, you way. still can. TMZ. No, I, I'm not going to. No, TMZ, no, man. I would never do that. I, I respected <laughs> my job. I would have lost my job, and I respect the, the people. That's their privacy. And I was a very good employee. Um, so anyway, the second thing I'm going to say really quick, a very funny thing. Uh, Robert De Niro was a, very, was a regular at one of these hotels, and uh, he had ordered, he wanted a drink at 3 o'clock in the morning. And the, the security guards did not like me because I was a woman in power, and I told them what to do, when to do it, and they just did not like that. So... Uh, I I told him I said uh, open the op- uh, I called the room service I said make him a drink. Well, you know it's after one o'clock. I said fuck the one o'clock. Give Mr. De Niro a it's drink. Robert De Niro. You yeah. know, make him his fucking martini. That's yeah. it. That was the drink he wanted or martini. He wanted his martini. Yeah, he had this particular martini. And room service knew about it. And I said open. The-. I said, oh, so you, you're gonna us? Uh, yeah, I'm authorizing it. So sure enough, they they tried to throw me under the bus the next day. But the general manager's like, good job. 
Yeah. Nice. But anyway, uh, I, I, I was by the book, and I knew, and same thing with Sigourney Weaver. I saw her come in just basically when she was doing Avatar. She was stumbling through the bridge, and she was tired because she'd been working in the studio. She'd been filming all day. She calls. She wants two Heineken. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Miss Weaver wants, you know, Heineken. Oh, I shouldn't be doing probably saying this, huh? That's all right. It's Am just, I going to get in trouble? I love you, Sigourney. I love you. It's just a, it's beers. Just a story, she okay? Not she got beers. It's not like she ordered Coke. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. She, no, it, 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 Who I cares about beers? I want to no. hear the Coke stories. <laughs> no, I know. That, I, I, do, I do have stories about that, too, but was, this is another nah, show. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> this is another show. So, anyway. So Sigourney likes to booze at four. No, in no, the no, no. She just needed something to help her relax, yeah. you know? Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to come bite me in the ass. A nice little ambient with the fucking. With the Heineken. This is going to come bite me in the ass. No, anyway, no, it's all good. You know what? It's down the line. It already happens. Just a couple beers. Yeah. It's a little yeah. sad okay. scene. All right. So from yeah. the beers back. And so, again, the general manager goes, good job. Yeah. Because, again, they're like trying to throw me under the bus. So, anyway, Robert De Niro, martini, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, I'm a martini. So get him his martini. So I get a call from room service. Oh, I've been here knocking on the door for like 15 minutes. He's not coming to the door. And the door's open. So I'm like, oh, shit, something happened. He passed out. So he fell, you know, because you know, I was panicking. And uh, I said, okay, I'll tell you what, um, just stay right there. So I called the room. Hello. I said, Mr. De Niro, room service is at the door. I'm on the pot. <laughs> I'm on the pot. Can you please tell me to leave it there? I left the fucking door open. <laughs> oh, wow. That's funny. <laughs> so her brother did tell me, I'm on the pot. So I could just picture him sitting there on the pot. Is it in a, like a robe, just like... <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh my! God. I don't know. Okay, you're hopefully, good. hopefully you're this good. is not going to be like way. No, this is good no. stuff. You're, you're, fine. Not, you're not throwing anyone under the bus. Like you're you're giving stories the people want to hear. Oh, I could tell this, but, but anyway, listen. This is how I, I survived the graveyard when everybody was falling out at three in the morning. You'd see everybody like literally melting on the desks. Yeah, desks. I'd be like just yeah. wide awake because what I would do is I would go from Palmdale to Tarzana, train for two hours. And then go in the locker room, take a shower, get pretty, and then go up to to the to the front desk. Hollywood. And, and, and I was just like on fire. I was doing B12. I didn't do anything illegal. I was eating really healthy. I think your body just built a tolerance to that lifestyle, you know? Because possibly. Because it almost had yeah. to. Because it, possibly, possibly. wanted to be there for your children. Yeah. This was kind of something you had to adapt to. Possibly. And you know what? Lately, I don't get moving and wake up until like 7, 8 o'clock, and then I, I can stay up all night. It's just because my body was used to doing that. But anyway, so that's how I ended up get, doing jiu-jitsu, and then seven years later, it takes a while to become a black belt. You're not a, a black belt overnight. It's, yeah. It takes a while. So well, yeah, it's seven, I believe it was seven years, and I became a black belt. One nice. of the first female black belts in the country. There might have been like maybe five, four or five, I think, but no, wow. not not many women. And I was no one else was allowed to train at John Jocks. It was only me and Felicia, oh, world champion, and uh, he, uh, and he, he wouldn't allow any other women. And I said, why? Because they're going to get hurt. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that was it. I don't know. Crazy. So, with all that said, let's get let's let's dive let's dive in. When when did your passion for saving dogs? When did this calling? happen for you okay where you decided that saving dogs was and how okay. and how like, yeah. why why did it start okay because it's so, not like was you like just, the priority okay you know be quiet because we're running out of time i gotta tell you this story because we gotta get dive really into in the rescue i'm not trying to be disrespectful <laughs> so when i i knew that the reason i wanted to get my black belt everybody knew is because i wanted oh. to start my own gym i wanted to start my uh. own mma gym 
jiu-jitsu gym in 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 the area because like really, an all-woman's one or no, no, just everyone no anybody women and children and, and men so when you have a black belt you can immediately go hey i want to i want to be a teacher a, yeah and i want to open my own thing absolutely but you can't do that with any other belt it's you, you can like, but you're not going to get the the, the the respect and the you know even i talked to jean jacques about it. i said i want to open up a school and you know i'm like what i'm 60 miles away from you so it's no big deal and uh, he says, what do you have black belt? Because I was at brown belt. I was thinking about, yeah. you can do brown belt, but black belt's better. And sure enough, yeah. that's what happened. So I opened up my, my gym, unfortunately, in Little Rock, California. This is when the 2010, when the depression, that's depression started. So you, every, so you did open up a gym. I absolutely did. I, when nice. I said I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. And nice. I did. The problem was back then is the depression started and you were seeing all these big stores like Staples and other oh, the stores. Recession. The recession. The recession. Yeah. The recession. Yeah. Shutting down. I'm like, and I, but. I broke even. I didn't make any money, but I brought home some freaking champions. My guys, I would just drill in their head. You ain't fucking giving up. You're going to go in that mat. You're going to fucking kick. And he goes, and they would just like go and kill it. And that was my golden so moment for me. So if me and Jason were to like kind of attack you right now, like, and you could just arm bar us or like fucking. I'll probably break some limbs. Oh, God. Why'd, yeah. you, why'd you throw me into this? Because it's both of us, dude. Like, yeah. we're in this and together. Way, I'm a little upset with you right now because you're the one who cut her off yeah. on, her, on her black belt story and she wanted to finish it. It's okay. It, it's but okay. we'll let you slide because she looked at me I'm with sorry. anger. Yeah. It, it was his fault. Another question came up, and then yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm excited. This that's is, why I'm not. You're, you're, you're a good you. guess, <laughs> and that's why I'm not being on your so. team. I hope so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, we're on the same team, oh, whether yeah. you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay. So so I I uh, opened up a gym in Little Rock. I had a partner at the time. Um, who did Muay Thai. So we thought, okay, let's open up a gym together. Just kind of like the thing you go, we go half and half. It'll probably be affordable, blah, blah, blah. And uh, excuse me. So one day I was in the gym and it was like on an intersection. I was in the plaza and I saw the corner of the intersection with the light went out. And there was this red, red pit bull, red nosed pit bull. She would walk slow and every day was, ah, because the semis were, it was a very busy corner and she would walk across the desert and come back to this plaza, I guess, looking for food because she didn't belong to anybody. And I was trying to catch her, but the minute I got close, she would run away. I'm like, oh my God, I got to get her off the street. She's going to get hit. And so one day I I arrive and the uh, the parking lot was empty because I got there really early. The the, the grocery store, the liquor store, it was not open, nothing. And so I had my little red Honda and I see her coming. I'm like, oh, I know how I'm going to get her. I'm going to throw some food in the back of my car. I'm going to shut the door on her. (laughs) And that's exactly what I did. I shut the door. And she went nuts. I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to do now? I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I didn't know I should, you know, I didn't know who to call. And so I let her back out because people started arriving because, oh, no, you can't, you can't do that because she's got babies in the desert. I said, what? She's got a litter in the desert. She, yeah, that's because that's why she comes and goes. I'm like, oh, well, we got to save the babies too. Long story short, nobody knew where the babies were except for one lady. Evidently, she surfaced. I got the I got the babies and I didn't know what to do. Mom went nuts. She was a pit bull. She wanted to kill me. How many did she have? What was the she litter? had? Like oh, I wish I could. I had the picture handy. Oh, they were so beautiful. She had like eight of them. Wow! And yeah. all different all colors, <clears throat> all different colors. Long hair, brindle, red. Yeah. it was so beautiful. But anyway, so coincidentally, a lady who had a risk in Little Rock had been at the plaza one time, and I saw her looking at the dog, <clears throat> and I said, "Is that your dog?" And she looks at me. No. 
I'm like, <laughs> I have a rescue. I'm like, oh, I know, you know. So she goes, if you catch her, you can bring me, bring her to my rescue on one condition that you come and take care of the babies and you clean up after. I said, okay, no problem. So sure enough, Ooh. I managed to catch mom and the babies. I managed to put them in the trash area where the trash bins are because okay. she was going nuts. Yeah. And I closed her in there. We're all trying to put something on top. She, ah, she's jumping. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what to do. Somehow we managed to get her to the rescue. And I was committed to doing it. And every day on my way into the gym, I would stop at her rescue and take care of the babies. And it was the most amazing, wonderful experience of my life. Did you ever become friends with the mom? Like, was she at, did she yes. settle down? Yeah. She, her name was Mama. I, I was always very respectful of her because whenever I came near the baby, she, I could tell she was a little bit tense. Uh, Mom was very aggressive. She stayed at that risk and she passed up, I think, about probably four years ago, five years ago. Wow. But uh, she was a, a bit, she was aggressive. Um, How are the pups? Th so I'll finish by saying this. Um, she, I I'm going to call a rescue. I'm like, okay, so once they're eight weeks old, we're going to vaccinate, I'm going to call a rescue. Da -da. So she called the Helen Woodward Rescue, which she kept, you know, talking about it's a wonderful rescue in san diego and i'm like okay good she should know because she was like talk to rescue all day long um and she knew so she calls me she goes you better get here you want to say bye to your babies i'm gonna start crying oh my gosh i'm gonna start crying it's okay <sighs> so you, you, your baby's about to leave and i missed her by three minutes i didn't get the chance to say goodbye uh, okay so that was my rescue story <laughs> that's where the feeling of doing rescue oh, happened yeah. for you? Yeah. Was Mama, Mama yes. Pitbull? Yes, yeah. So I didn't leave that experience saying, oh, I want to do rescue now. That yeah. was just an experience, okay? okay. So I got laid off from Hotel Bel Air. Yep. And everybody, because they, they were doing the renovation, da-da-da. And I was going to start the school, blah, blah, blah. And next thing I know, I'm finding dogs on the street. And I find this uh, one Jack Russell who I took home, almost killed my chihuahua. <laughs> I had to tell him to the door. I didn't know what to do. Um, and I'm saying these things. It ties into what we're going to talk about. You got it. And then uh, then I found another little guy named Chico to the, to the that I have to this day. I think he's like 15 years old now. He had a big-ass collar. looks like a belt that somebody put around his collar. And he's like walling down and Avenue R. a little R, chihuahua? A little chihuahua with a sweater. <laughs> with a sweater. And that's when I said, this has got to be somebody's dog. Because I would die if I'm missing my dog. And I put a sweater on him. So there was... And I'm thinking where do i how do i find so i put flyers i put it on the av press because there wasn't anything at the time craigslist i think i put it yep. in so i look on facebook there was nothing on facebook so i was like you know what i'm gonna start a group a real cute little group i'm gonna call it lost and found dogs of the antelope valley and that's what i did okay i was the very first social media page in the antelope valley to start this group wow now the reason rescue started, and this is where, you know, yeah. how it all became. All of a sudden, dogs were coming. Now, when you're on the street, you don't see it other than once in a while a dog running down the sidewalk. Yeah. All of a sudden, all these dogs were coming out of the woodwork. There's a dog here in the desert. There's a dog in and out. There's a dog we tied up. All this information. And I went from one member to 300 members to 500 members. Now it's probably, you know, between the groups is several thousands of members. Uh, in the in the community is it still going is that still alive absolutely wow. and, I'll, and i'm gonna tell you about it because we're gonna get into to rescue so i started the first page and we, i started to learn the lingo of rescue stray hold what's a stray hold no you have to hold it for if you take it home you have to hold it for 14 days you got to try to find the owner you can't because i was like okay who wants a dog i would find <laughs> who wants a dog no you can't do that so i think these ladies that knew about rescue they started to teach me in a way and uh, sure enough, 
um, after a while, you know, people had dogs. They don't want to take a dog. Well, I already have two dogs. I have two vicious dogs. Everybody has an excuse why they don't want to take the dog home. And, and so, okay. So and some dude was like, we got to buy a big, big piece of land. Like, yeah, sure. And I was thinking, yeah, that's sure. We listen, yep. but you can't do that. They'll kill each other. I, I found that out, especially the pit bulls. We were finding a lot of pit bulls in those days. So what does Jeanette do? I got to find her. I got to find a spot for a rescue. I got to, I got to. Have yeah. safe, safeguard these dogs so my philosophy at that time was if i can re and so we were reuniting dogs with our families on facebook and i was like yes that's great because that means we're not going to occupy space at the shelter and we're going to leave room for those who really need it yeah. so that was when the idea you say reuniting is it because the dogs ran away yeah they okay. got out and they, they got, got lost okay. and people were looking for it and so we managed to find the owners and so fast forward a few years between the social media groups and the networks and all that, we, you know, Antelope Valley was really high kill, really high kill. I don't know if you uh, knew that or okay. not. Almost 50, a lot. Yeah. And we reduced it by Harley. Like, I think it was 40 or 30% at the time. I mean, we reduced it a lot just nice. by reuniting pets with their owners. And then, and then COVID hit. And actually COVID was a really great thing, not in terms of being sick, but the need for dogs People and were coming to Mojave before yep. they wouldn't even dare. They were coming from Colorado, from Arizona, from Las Vegas, San Francisco to adopt. And I'm like, oh, my life has changed forever. This is great. I don't have to go to PetSmart because we do adoptions at PetSmart. It's a lot of labor intense work. You're, you're picking up dogs. You're picking up crates and all that. So, And then uh, next thing you know, we got flipped upside down when we're catching hell to this day. And I'm just praying that the wave will eventually taper off, which means people are surrendering their dogs left and right. Yeah. This was a couple, what, two, three years later after COVID. Yep. And uh, and people were talking about um, it's because they're going back to work. No, it's not because they're going back to work. They're going back to, no, it's not. You work, you work, I work, and we have dogs, right? Everybody worked and they had dogs before this. I, I think in my personal opinion is because the rent forgiveness, mortgage forgiveness, they wrote it out as long as they could and then they're up, up a creek without a paddle. And now what happens is they're going to live with family, with friends or whatever. They have dogs. They don't want my dogs. And or they can't afford to feed them. They can't afford to feed them. The, and employment, everybody was... I see homeless people with dogs, though. So. Hold on. No, 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 no. And they look happy. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. No, no. But but no, the problem was also that the unemployment thing ran out because you know how they were giving big ass paychecks oh, yeah. and then it ran out. And so now reality set in. I got dogs. I've got a family. I got kids. And they need to go to school and I need to, you know find a stable yeah. place and so so here we are we're going to talk about rescue today uh if we can and yeah, i want I, I i wanted to ask you so you went from like starting this like rescue where you had what like 30 dogs 30 40 dogs max yeah and how many do you have now and cats she rescues cats too okay okay so i have this saying um never ask a, a rescue woman how many oh no 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 sorry don't ask a woman how old she is is because she'll never tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, or so I think don't tell me the truth. No, no, no. Just don't, ever, don't ever ask a, a woman how many dogs she has because okay. she'll never tell you the truth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and all I tell people it's is a that lot. after uh, I tell people after 100, I stop counting, and it's true. I don't count anymore because yeah. they're in and out, they're in and out, they're in and out, and I, it, it's futile counting for what? You know, it's. I mean, I have these many kennels. They're in the kennels, and if they don't, I don't have kennels, then I can't take anymore. But um, uh, but right now we're probably up to 105 dogs. Yeah. I mean, do you see some of these dogs that you've had for a while that are aggressive, that are big, that are scary, ever getting rescued? No, I won't let them go. The aggressive ones, because I had my experience like two or three times and I won't let them go. And they, I, or they bring them back or something. No, it's not that. 
I will tell you, okay, I'm going to give you this dog and I'm going to trust that you're going to listen to what I'm saying. This dog cannot go to the dog park. Yep. This dog cannot be next to a small animal. It will kill it. And this dog, da 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 comes back. They didn't follow the instructions and the dog lost its life because they didn't listen to me. And I won't Damn. do it again. It three times and that was it for yeah. me. Yeah. I told this guy, don't put... It was so just, you're a home. You're, you're, you're a home for some of these dogs that... So, so what spirit has been placing in my head right now is because things have gotten real, real shitty for all of the rescuers. And the reason I'm here is to advocate for the rescuers right now. Um, and, and, and things need to change. We have to make a change because it may not get better. It may or may not get better. Oh, fuck, we only have 15 minutes. Shit. No, we're, we're fine. We're good. We're good. We're we're good. Um, She's funny. Where the like, hell did I go with this? No, no, no. <laughs> right now, we're all about the rescuers. This is the time for the rescuers. And you're advocating for them, and and the and all the re the rescues are having problems right well, now. Well, yeah, we're I mean we're we're full. I mean, yeah, we're absolutely full. I can't remember where I was going with a dog on it. Um, yeah, we all have brain farts, especially yeah. when you go. But with but with uh, with that said, like maybe this will get you back on track. Well, um, they're sanctuary he, dogs. He they will not. They will not the go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, they're not yeah. going to go anywhere because I know, like I said, it's it's they're going to die there. And this oh spirit. My heart has been so heavy because when I did started rescue, I loved it. I all I could do, all I did was piggyback off the rescue, which means I ate. In fact, one of the the, the managers at one of the veterinaries, she goes, Jeanette, she saw me killing myself, and I loved killing myself for these dogs. And she goes, Why do you do it? Because you can make money doing some other things. And and, and uh, even my cousin, you can go back to the hotel wear your nice suits and your clothes you used to wear. You know, I said I don't want to. Anyway, um, so. I love doing rescue because I would get up, I would feed, I would clean. Mind you, 30, 40 dogs compared to what I have now is, you know. And I would bond with them. I would go train with them. I'd go run with them. And and now it's gotten to the point where when I walk through the kennels, I cannot look at them in the eyes because they're doing this, like, wonder if I'm coming to see them. And uh, I cannot look at them in the eyes right now, and it's killing me. It really is killing me. And I keep saying, God, please help me get these guys home. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> That's okay. um, now, now spirits telling me you are their protector. And I learned something crazy. I did an Instagram video not too long ago. I learned about a Hawaiian name called name Kahu. I am their Kahu. In fact, if I ever get a tattoo, cause I don't have a tattoo. My, my son's a brilliant tattoo artist. He's got two shops in Idaho. I will say Kahu because I am their protector. And and that's what I'm doing. It's, I told um, Emily, I said, there's no fucking Disneyland over here. I'm sorry. People, yeah. you're going to see a lot of shit over here. You're going to see dogs that don't look well. They're, they are under medic, you know, medication, mind you. I'm not letting anybody suffer. But some of them are missing their hair. You know, some may have goop in their eyes. You know, it's being taken care of to the best way you can. No, nobody's suffering. Yeah. I am. But what I'm suffering just watching them day after day in these kennels because also the adoption rate has completely slowed down. Why? Because there's so many dogs now. So many dogs. Um, and with that said, with so many dogs, you're the place that people call when they see a dog that's just abandoned in the desert. I am the only place that they call. I get, I, I, most of the time that I spend is on the phone, on social media. They want my advice, what to do. Ladies are crying. This dog just killed. So I'm, I'm almost like the hotline, and it's taking up a lot of my time. Um, they come to the gates with, with puppies as of recent kittens, which I don't do cats, and it's like really stretching You have a lot out. of cats, though. Well, no, I don't. Oh, Up until no recently, just because they had this one litter that they throw in the desert, and I did, did brought the whole family calling, basically. So um, 
And, and most importantly, and why I want to kind of segue into the, 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 the discussion today, is that we are in such desperate need of help from the principals more than ever. All I'm going to say right now is that agencies, shelters, principals of this rescue community need to work with rescues more than ever. Help them more than ever because we can help if they help us. Reason why we're getting backlogged as well is because these vets have tripled their rates on spay and neuter. Yeah. And that's... and the mobile clinics are getting full and they will not help rescues. I don't know if you knew this, but they do not help rescues. Okay. They'll help an individual, but a rescue, when if you call for help, you're rescued. So we don't do spay and neuter for rescues. Why? Because, oh, you make you make money on adoption what, fees, don't you? What if, because uh, my mom used to do this. My mom used to go at night and collect uh, feral kitties. Oh, trap, trap. Yep, trap them and Tina. take them herself mm-hmm. and get them fixed. But she mm. would, she could do it because she was an independent. Yes, yes, an individual. I can't do it. I but, have to pay for it. But what if you had people who would do that for you? Like, why don't you have... Because mm. there should be people that need time to, you know, and you're like, hey, do me a favor. I need this litter done. Can you go do that? Can you just take them... Four, how many years I've been doing this? 14 years. And you would think. And nobody will do it? No. They don't want to bother. And how do, you, how do you How do you make them? I mean, it must cost a lot of money it to feed all these dogs. It costs a lot of freaking dogs. lot of money. How do, you, how do you make the money to feed the dogs? You have to work your ass off. Number one, you have to get these dogs ready for adoptions. A lot of these do- dogs are wonderful dogs. And, yeah, they are. And so by the grace of God, I partnered up with PetSmart. So we take the dogs to PetSmart. Uh-huh. Uh, before COVID, we were doing really well. And then when COVID hit, we got shut down. But luckily, they were coming to the rescue because people at that time, they did want dogs. But now yeah. it's kind of flipped all yeah. the way around. So we're back at PetSmart. Uh, we're thinking about opening up the rescue, which is why we're doing the agility area to do like a little um uh, adoption event like even just on sundays um so adoptions and then by the grace of god donors they trickle in the donations yeah uh food sometimes comes to the rescue they drop it off at the door all those little things help tremendously tremendously even a bag or two uh, because we're going through 150 pounds a day how much food do you you get for your dogs per month or for the for the week how many punch has the i have four dogs (laughs) and i probably spent no, don't spend. How many bags? Pounds. How many pounds of food? I I have I get two big bags of food. Fifty pounds. Uh, forty pounds, thirty pounds. Probably like forty pound bags. Okay, so and you I can get even, like two. Uh, I get like one and a half of those. So how long? How long does that last you? A month. Okay, I have I go through three fifty pound bags per day. Damn. It's costing us close to thirty five hundred dollars a month just in food. Not, not medical care. Not bills or anything yeah which is why help oh god it's not just me all the rescues need help we're all catching hell right now yeah i've seen videos of i think it's a video you filmed and it was of you you caught a family not a family like a couple just driving into the desert and dropping the dog off dropping dogs off and just leaving them there. that was a video that i shared but i also have my own experience with that yes a couple what what do you think drives people like how could you do that i'm glad you asked that because this is this is a a very passionate question and and a very passionate subject okay and i'm going to just tell you one base in one sentence if you will they have no other options because they don't know that there's any other any other options and that's where we need to arrive and we, that's the conversation that we need to have with the principals. You have got to offer. You have to 
give them options because that's what's happening. You're about to, you losing your home. You got to be out of there like tomorrow. You got your dogs. You don't know what to do with them. You go to the shelter right now. They can't so take you them. You can't take them. You have to make an appointment. Um, or as a recent, let, if you can't, if you, if you find a dog, you call the shelter, come pick it up or can I drop it off? Nope. Can't do it. I said, well, do you want me to, what, what, you, what do you want me to do? Put it back where you found it. That's that's the that's the mentality of our country right now of all the shelters. So okay? abandon the dog in the desert to Just fend leave them there. for itself. Yes, leave them there. That's As we speak, cowardly uh, man. Uh, okay, well, so the people okay. don't want to kill him because they feel yeah. like so, they so, would let, kill him, so they abandon. Yeah, they instead. they put him in parks, they put him in neighborhoods, they put him in the desert. I truly believe that the reason they get put in the desert is because they, the dog did something and they're really pissed off and they say basically mm. "f you, go fuck you." Excuse my language. No, it's yeah, fine. I, I know. <laughs> right, right with these two, I'm going to watch my language. Um, yeah, and that's I think um, a matter of vendetta, if you will. Yeah. But the ones that are found in the park, freshly groomed, you're like, oh god, somebody just groomed their dog. And they Lost groom it. It. It, it. Hopefully, please God, take this dog. Because they make it look sexy yes, that some little exactly. kid will be like, Mom and Dad, I want to exactly. There's a dog that uh, me and Emily grabbed for you and brought. And uh, we, uh, Emily's like, we got to go pick up a dog. <laughs> and we went and picked up a dog. And it was a, a Siberian. What is Gregorio? Oh, God. That was. He's like a Siberian. Oh, Gregorio. Yeah, he was a husky. Uh, yeah. Siber- he's huge. Yeah. He's like this big. And Siberian we went and picked him up Where? From, the, um, from the vet. Because he was found with someone, someone shot him in the leg. Damn. Oh no, he's a, uh, that one. I'm sorry, that's and he's a great the nicest dog ever. Great, great Pyrenees, yeah. He was he, so we did an X-ray yeah. and he had several uh, BB gun uh, pellets in his side. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's so we grabbed him and his head was right here in the middle of the car. My wife was just like, <laughs> he's just a like, he's like, and he's like the nicest chill yeah. dog. He, and then we dropped him off. He's huge, Been but that's shot. like. <laughs> That's what they do. Like they they, yeah. they save these dogs. They give them homes. They give them shelter. They give them food so, for dogs that have been abandoned and left to die. Yeah. How can people contact you? Chasingdogs.org. Chasing dogs. That's what I do. Chasingdogs.org. That's what I used to do. Is there dogs any there. other place to contact you? And they can donate. Absolutely, they can they, donate right on the um, on the website. There is a page for donations through uh-huh. Give Butter, and uh, you know, if they don't want to donate to Lost and Found, donate to your local rescue. Whoever you feel is doing a good job, please support them. Um, and with that said, too, I read that Joe Rogan is a huge advocate of dogs. Uh, I tried contacting Joe actually, and and I got some very weird response. And I know it wasn't Joe, it probably was some. Other message place. Probably I don't. An you know. assistant or yeah. something. Totally yeah, and they 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 weren't very nice. But so I if just sort you of gave could it. say something to Joe right now, what would it be? Oh, Joe, let's talk. Okay. We got to talk, dude. Yeah. We got to talk rescue. This whole conversation has been about me. I feel bad because I really wanted to get deep in rescue, and that's oh, what it's I, a, it's no, all right. people are going to see this, and they're going to go, and they're going to check out your organization, and at least start there yeah. because you're part of it. And then think or they about might it. contact us to, to get to you. Yeah, or they're going to think about it, too, and go to their local ones. Yeah. And that's a big reason why we wanted to have you on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank so you very much. It helps well, everyone I, in the industry. I So I am, I am 
on a mission to advocate for rescues, I have something cool. In fact, I did T-shirts for you guys, and I didn't get a chance to pick them up because we were, you know, I had to get straight to your to your house. Well, next time, time, next, next time. episode, we'll we'll be rocking them. Yeah, it's <laughs> called Rescue Rich, and I want every rescue to feel good about doing rescue again. I want every rescue to have the resources which we should have medical, at least, at least medical and food wise, and we'll be happy. They will be happy. I, I think will be neutering happy. and spading dogs should be free. Now it should. Now yeah. it should. Before, especially these times, and these times, yes. So whoever the principals are, which I which I found out yesterday, you know who does the budget for the for the counties for the shelters and all that. And I'm going to dive a little bit more into. I'm going to be going to the board of supervisor meetings to advocate uh, for the rescues and 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 let them know that you need to work closer with us. Or I'm going to just basically literally do a campaign, stop rescuing right now, and see what happens. See what happens. Damn. No, I'm not kidding no. because you're talking about you're you're inundated now. But no, and and I don't want anybody to blame the animal control officers. They work for the county. They have to do what they have to do. I don't want them blaming the management or, you know, there's some rest, uh, shelters that are just operating in a really, you know, quirky way. And it's just, you know, the thing is they're euthanizing, euthanizing, euthanizing to make yeah. space. And they're euthanizing some great, great dogs. And I'm do, I need to say this. Two years into doing rescue, I woke up one day and I'm looking at my, all these dogs. And I'm like, what the, f what the hell? Wait a minute. Why am I taking dogs that belong to somebody at one time? Where are they? Where are these people? Why am I? F I was when I was an independent rescue. I was money out of my own pocket yeah. to fix them to find them homes, and it's still happening to this day. And I'm going to close by saying that we are doing rescue in a very freaking archaic way, and it needs to and it needs to stop. So, what do you think needs to change to help save these dogs? What needs to change is number one. We need to educate our children. They're the new generation. And I was hoping that we could put in a curriculum in the school, but they said, ha, good luck. They're taking curriculums out of the yeah. day. We cannot. So I'm going to ask the teachers out there, please take home. Let's start with just the ordinances of your, of your city. Just start with the ordinances. I'm going to ask you, what is the ordinances of your city? What is the laws regarding your dog? What is the things like like off leash, chaining, oh, food and water? Yeah, what? No. Okay. You have to keep your dog on leash. Okay. Pick up your poop. Okay. You know. Okay. And you have. To there's a, there's a number. I think there's ten ordinances in, in LA County. There's a number of dogs you can have. Da, da. Let's start with yes. that. Let's start with that. Okay. <laughs> Let's start with. The most important thing is give the public options. The reason they're doing, they call me every day. Do you know where I can take my dog to get low cost? Why are they calling me? Why isn't this public knowledge? Okay. Is and it on county? Like if someone goes to it's on the county? It's on the county website and they should be putting it all over social media as far as we'll share it. Yeah. And, and we do that all the time. And, uh, and lastly, um, we need to change the system. We need to. I mean, I have a whole agenda as to how to change the, the whole system and, and how keep to keep spreading it. the word. Yeah. No, no. We need to make every dog accountable and trace back to their owner. And and, and I'm going to say this. A long time ago, I had the DMV uh, kind of thing in my head. Why is it that no matter what car you find, I don't care if it's pulled apart in the desert, you can trace it back to the owner. Uh, Why can't we or trace it? The owner was last registered to exactly, and then we can sort of backtrack. <laughs> At least we can start there. Yeah, and uh, because you know you can do microchipping, you can ask to do tags, and it's just not happening. We need to do more enforcement. We need to spend time doing more canvassing in the neighborhoods. We need to go door to door to make sure every dog. If and 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 as far as if, if it was in my world, I would have just like you have parking meter guys. We used to in the day. I don't know if they do. I haven't been here in a yeah, while. But no, they do it. Okay, they go around. Take it. 
take it. Uh, what's so, it called when they take the the count of how many people are in in the neighborhood? The people go door to door. The uh, I forgot what it's called. Yeah. Census. 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 Yeah. They there should do that census at the same dogs. census Absolutely. for dogs. And, and I don't. So who are your dogs and how many do you have exactly. and what breed are they? Yes. Boom, boom, boom. Right back to this address. Yes. But, so uh, if someone wanted to become a rescuer like you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, what would you tell him? <laughs> Run! <laughs> he asked me that before. I was like, Run! Run. <laughs> no, actually, last, I, that's the last question. I, and then okay. whatever you want to plug in there, do it. I need to address this. We would love more people doing rescue. Let me just say this. When you're doing rescue, you get to work in your pajamas. You get to, you, to <laughs> lay down a little longer if you want to. I mean, you still have to work, but you need to do things sensibly. Don't do it like Jeanette. She's got too many ducks. See, a long time ago, somebody told me, when you're doing rescue, your money has to be here and your inventory of dogs has to be here. Yep. It's like this right now. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So that's the main thing. Uh, the number one thing that you need to do is to check your zoning. You can't do rescue in your home, in your backyard. You need to check your zoning. You need to find a spot. You can do an independent rescue, which you should start out with and just kind of get an experience. Would that be just kind of like fostering dogs? Fostering or just or actually picking up a stray, taking it home, doing the stray hole, try to find the owner. If you can't, get it spayed, neuter, microchip, da, 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 and in, uh, do the preliminary, uh, the pre-screening of the new adopter and then you get adopted and you can collect a rehoming fee if you're not a 501c like i am you cannot collect adoption fees you can do a rehoming basically to offset the expense that you had incurred so uh, but again check your zoning and work with animal control don't try to hide don't try to get around it you will not win you will you're going to end up screwing up your dogs they're going to get taken away don't do it work with them and they'll become your best friend both la county kern county we have a great relationship and they're so happy that i'm there because i'm kern county especially because i'm doing a lot of their work so um yeah and if anybody wants to know if they want to do a, a apprenticeship or whatever i am happy I actually would, i would love to do a book how to start a rescue and because uh, there isn't one that, when i started a rescue i was like yeah you just did like it this. on your own. I did on my own. Uh, yeah, I had no idea I had to do learn the hard way. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jeanette, for coming on the oh, show. It, oh, it went so by too fast. It went yeah. by too fast. <laughs> now we got a lot out there, and people listening and watching are gonna they they're gonna connect thank with you, you and thank hopefully you. we get some stuff done with it. I hope so too. Let's yeah. keep talking though. We need to we need to start the conversation of it's called rescue reform. It's we got to start the rescue reform. We got to well, do rescue. And we're different. gonna have you back on again. Oh, that'd be and wonderful. We'll t- talk more. Then we'll talk more about that than, than Jeanette. So well, we gotta have a couple more Hollywood <laughs> Jeanette stories too. Though. I want to hear. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank Def Noodle for having us. And, thank you, Def Noodle. Yep, and go to Jeanette Sites. Jeanette's an awesome lady. Thanks Thank for you. what you're doing for the Do- dogs and now uh, kitty cats and uh, yeah.